morning black family page here got a new segment from professor black truth moment of truth number four family and fellow soldiers i'm the professor and this is the moment of truth president biden's support is steadily eroding among black voters the Democrats attempts to manufacture a bubble to hide in and then have their bought and paid for bootlegs tell them that they're not doing anything wrong. Well, it ain't working. When the black vote is walking away from you, it's the wrong move to bring in idiots like Al Sharpton, who didn't tell you that this was going to happen and who don't have the influence or the credibility with black voters to reverse this trend. Couldn't Sharpton and Jason Johnson and Michael Eric Dummy and the rest of these bootlegs the white media has on, couldn't they see this coming? Of course not. When you've got your head up the white media's behind, you really can't see much of anything. Bootlicks like Sharpton know their job is to amen whatever these white liberals say and to downplay the real anger in the black community that having given the Democrats the White House and both houses of Congress in 2020, which we were told is the most important election of our lifetimes, and then after giving them all total legislative and executive control, what did black people get? We got decrepit old fossils, clowns like nigga Jim Clyburn, America's favorite sharecropper, who yelled and insulted the very black voters who they needed in order to gain control of the Senate. Now, Republicans never do that. Their base can be dead wrong, and they always are. Their base can storm the Capitol. The Republicans are not about to wag their fingers at them, much less tell their base to just shut up and do as they're told. Bootlicks like Cedric Richmond said that Democrats can't do anything for black people unless they can get back the House and the Senate, and black people shouldn't be pressuring them for anything, at least not until after they get back to Congress. Okay, we handed them both Houses of Congress. They said that once they had them, they could start doing things for us. All right, and what did Democrats do after we gave them control? As soon as Biden won the election, he was already going back on his so-called promises, weak as they were to begin with. He said there would be no White House Police Accountability Commission. He said Congress needs to handle that. Then why did he promise to do that when he was on the campaign trail? Why did he promise that there was going to be a White House-level Police Accountability Commission? Because he knew from the very beginning that he was never going to do it. He just wanted something that he could say on the campaign trail that would fool black people and say, well, well, we should vote for him. This was a lie that he told. And a big Kamala Harris talked about lift every voice. And whatever became of that fraud, you haven't heard hide nor hair of it since the election. And as for the George Floyd Act, you've heard less than that. Meanwhile, they got things done for everyone else. Groups who didn't even vote for them, or groups who didn't have the numbers to turn even one race for dog catcher to the Democrats' advantage, and yet Democrats have consistently bent over backwards to make sure they got things for these other groups. The LGBT community got a federal gay marriage law. So much for Republicans and Democrats not being able to work together, huh? Asians got a federal hate crime law, even though black people are the overwhelming majority of hate crime victims. This is what Democrats did for one constituency that was too small to be able to turn even one election for them, and another constituency that breaks for the Republicans. They went to work for everyone else and just kept telling black people there was nothing they could do for us, and when we pressed them for what we're owed, they began insulting and berating us. So we gave them the government, and they did nothing with it. Well, they did nothing for us, but they did a lot for everyone else. Now it's three years later, and when you ask Democrats what are they going to give us if we vote for them in 2024, 
They're saying nothing. And by nothing, I don't mean that they were silent. I mean they actually said, we're not going to do anything for you. This time, they're not even pretending as if there's going to be some fraud lift every voice plan or some do-nothing lie about a police accountability commission. They're not promising even that much this time around. They think that fear-mongering about GOP fascism nonstop is all they have to do. See, back in 2020, a lot of Negroes went soft in the head. They said that Trump is too dangerous for us to let him stay in office and that we got to vote him out and that we could not withhold our vote or attempt to use it as leverage because if Trump wins re-election, why, that'll be the end of black America. That's the kind of claptrap that a lot of black folks were talking three years ago. This is the reason why black people have no power. It's impossible to have power when you refuse to use the leverage that you've got. You cannot negotiate unless you have something the other side really wants and needs. But even that becomes worthless if you refuse to take it off the table unless they do what you want. In every negotiation, there's always one party who cannot afford to walk away from the table. That's the side who has to give in because they will suffer the most if they don't. The weaker side in every negotiation has no choice but to make a deal because for them, a bad deal is better than none at all. Our problem is we keep letting everyone tell us not to use the power we have because it would be too dangerous. That's what all that stupid Trump is too dangerous talk was about. Black people being brainwashed into not using the leverage we have to get what we need. Because if we use our leverage, then the Republicans will do what? Pray tell what unforeseen, unprecedented horror is the Republican Party going to visit upon us? Name anything the Republicans will allegedly do that the Democrats haven't been doing already. Name anything the Republicans have ever done against us that the Democrats have ever undone or ever even thought to undo. What little pushback there has been against the Republicans' policies has come from the grassroots, not from the DNC. The Democratic leadership has done nothing about the GOP's anti-Black policies. So what are Black people afraid of? We're already living the worst consequences of GOP policies right now, and Democrats are ignoring us across the board. They're taking care of everybody except for us, and they've had years to do anything on our behalf, and they don't, because they know they can guilt or coerce or con some low-IQ Negroes into voting anyway. See, a slave is someone who puts everyone else's interests ahead of their own. A slave will ignore his own empty belly and his own destitute children because he wants to make sure everyone else has something to eat and everyone else's children are taken care of. A slave is easily frightened, not by a real threat, but rather a slave is terrified at the prospect of displeasing massa. And that describes a lot of black people, even among the rank and file perfect. You think these Democrats are your friends, and they're not. We had leverage in 2020 but didn't use it. Now the leverage is greater this time around, and we had better use it. If Democrats claim that the GOP is going to carry out a fascist takeover, good. They say it will be the end of democracy? For who? Black people have never had democracy for a single second in this country. How can we miss something we've never had? What Democrats are concerned about is that Donald Trump will get back into the White House, and then there will be hell to pay for them. They're scared that the orange man will get back into office and he'll be on a tear and he'll front load all those federal offices with his cronies and suck-ups and yes-men. And they'll be using their offices to go after Democrats. Now, if the stakes are as high as the Democrats claim, 
that it should be the easiest thing in the world for them to finally do right by us and relinquish our tangibles and to use their positions to fight back against these racist anti-black GOP policies. Instead, the Democrats are showing that they don't see Trump or DeSantis or a fascist GOP takeover as the biggest threat to America or even as the biggest threat to the Democratic Party. They see black empowerment, black people finally getting our due from this country that we built as the biggest threat. They'll talk all day long about a fascist GOP takeover or Donald Trump as dictator for life. That doesn't scare them to talk about. But reparations, our tangibles, which encompasses more than just reparations, by the way, punishing those who harm black people, they don't even dare mention that. To them, black empowerment is too terrible for contemplation. They're worried that a second Trump administration might cause some of them a few legal and political problems. But what they're scared of is us. They do the same song and dance every single election cycle, claim that the world will end if they don't win office. Then when we tell them that they have to do what we say, they tell us that it's unfeasible or they'll lose the election if they do that or it's too difficult to get done and we just need to vote for them anyway. And then if all else fails, they claim that the Republicans will line us up and shoot us if we don't. Too many black people give in to the hysteria and fear -mongering. It's amazing when someone can beat you, whip you, impoverish you, leave you to be attacked by literally everyone else on earth, and then, after all that, they can scare you to death merely by saying that if you don't do what they tell you to do, then they'll beat you, whip you, impoverish you, leave you to be attacked by literally everyone else on earth. Instead of us showing some common sense and realizing they can't do anything to us that hasn't been done already, instead we get terrified and give away our leverage. And we do it on the altar of being accepted by the very people who have neglected and attacked us. In truth, white power doesn't have us on this treadmill. Too many of us have chosen to get on the treadmill and stay on it ourselves. Democrats are not going to protect us. And if they were, they would have done it long before now. Tell me, what have the Democrats said they're going to do to punish the GOP constituents for all these anti-black policies that their politicians pass? Or what they'll do to protect black people? They say nothing. Meanwhile, up in Michigan, they're telling the LGBT community we want to pass a law that makes it a felony if somebody misgenders you. Last time I checked, ain't too many people died from being misgendered. A lot of black people have lost their jobs, lost their homes, and lost their lives from anti-black racism. But there's no laws to criminalize or make it a felony to discriminate against a black person or to otherwise racially harass or threaten or to racially disrespect a black person. Misgender someone and Michigan Democrats think that it's okay to do their own DeSantis-style version of performative extremism and say, we want to put you in prison for that. But if you're actually harming black people, you're doing things that threaten black people, all of a sudden, well, that's just free speech. See, this is the same thing they did three years ago. And last year, they're telling you to your face that they're not going to do anything for you. Now, if fascism is on the march in America, why are they telling you they're not going to do anything to protect you from it? Seems like they're on the side of the fascists. They just want to make sure they're the fascists in power. Not a single word from them about anything for black people. Instead, all you have heard from the white media or these leftist activists, the only people they're talking about are LGBT rights and abortion. You look at these white liberals like the ones you see on YouTube, and they're not saying a single solitary word about black people. That's deliberate. 
That is these white liberal activists saying that they will bet all their chips on everyone else. That's what they're saying. Forget about black people. We need to be focusing on women, which means white suburban women read white moderates, that is casual racists. That's what the abortion issue is meant to appeal to, white women. And then when they talk about LGBT community, they're hoping that this will appeal to them and hopefully some young folks too. Look at the groups listed in the New York Times poll. Black people, Latinos, women, young people ages 18 to 20, independents. Notice they don't even bother to mention Asians because there's not enough of them to make a difference in these elections. And they break for the Republicans anyway. But you know who else is missing from MSNBC's list? LGBT people. Not enough of them to make a difference in an election either. But you wouldn't know it by how these white Democratic operatives talk. Every time they speak, the entire conversation is about how the GOP is attacking LGBT visibility. They only took a brief break from that when DeSantis's hand-picked Department of Miseducation put out their pro-slavery curriculum. But again, Democrats dropped that one pretty fast, and they also haven't come back to it since. The single biggest, most regressive policy in American education since the Civil War, and it wasn't not allowing drag shows for the kiddies story time. The white media, however, has treated the return of racism as a good thing in the school system as just a one-day story, and Democrats have already gone back to lamenting how LGBT visibility is being hurt by GOP policies. It's like I've been telling you for years, and when you look at this New York Times poll, you see I was right. The Democrats' entire strategy, their entire goal, is to cobble together some new Frankenstein monster of a constituency by taking all these other smaller groups and, they hope, catering to them, and then they won't need black voters anymore. They'll put together a non-black voter coalition that will not leave them vulnerable to having to hear black people's demands. When the Cajun Skeletor James Carville was griping a few weeks back about black voter turnout being down last year, they've known this problem was there the whole time. What they hoped was that they could wait us out. That's what they thought they would do. That was their little strategy. Their goal was to ignore us, talk about everybody else, distract us with fear-mongering about GOP fascism, and then they hoped we would become despondent, demoralized, and say, well, they're just not going to do nothing for us. They got bigger things to worry about. We just need to vote, and hopefully they'll get round to us later on down the line, we hope now, with all these worthless Negroes you have in the Congressional Black Caucus, who I'm told represent black voters, and yet the CBC is just as clueless about the low black turnout as their white counterparts are. The CBC members are simply playing the game. And that's the only reason they get so worked up about the Republicans withdrawing and gerrymandering these voter maps. Not because they're scared that black voters won't have representatives, because we don't have any representatives now. The CBC's problem is that they're scared they won't be able to get any of these other groups to vote for them. So they need a black voting bloc, because they think we're the only ones who are gullible enough to vote for them without getting anything in return. And they've largely been right. Look at Karen Bass. As she sees it, she's transcended being black. She's the mayor of Los Angeles, and she did it without black votes. So what does she need black voters for? And that degenerate isn't alone. Earlier this year, Stephen Reed, who's supposed to be the first black mayor of Montgomery, Alabama, was caught on audio recording bragging that he didn't care about black votes. Well, that explains why he was able to get so much white donor money, so much white media support, 
and so many white votes in Alabama, one of the most racist places in America. When white power realizes that they don't have the numbers to prevent black voters from being able to put someone into office all on their own, then what they do instead is they put their effort into choosing some bootleg stalking horse frontman and then pushing their puppet in front of us as much as possible. These bootlegs show as much contempt for the black community as their white counterparts. That's why they always get fools like Stephen Reed, Kamala Harris, Barack Obama, Officer Adams of the NYPD, Negroes who just seem to drop out of the sky from nowhere, and yet they walk in the door with all this white political machine backing them up from day one. People who we don't know and never heard of, people with no record, no accomplishments, and who have no connection to us, and yet for some strange reason, these white donors are always throwing millions of dollars at them. These white media outlets are singing their praises and don't attack them or expose dirt on their past or anything else. Instead, these white media outlets are talking about how great their resumes are, how qualified they are, giving them charitable write-ups in their newspapers and doing TV pieces lauding their education or how they're pals with this or that white political figure. These are plants. And it's obvious they're plants, but until the last few years, there wasn't a concerted black effort to expose them and tell our people what to look out for. These bootlegs are not legitimate leaders. If they were, we would have chosen them ourselves and not some white influence peddlers. If they were legitimate, they would be representing our interests. If they were legitimate, they would be telling these white media outlets why black support is down and will continue to fall. Instead, these corrupt and crumbling suck-ups are as clueless as their white paymasters because they have no connection to us and they have as much contempt for us as these white supremacists do. When a traitor like Stephen Reed says he doesn't need the black vote, what he's really saying is he doesn't need black people to exist. He figures, like Karen Bass, that he's transcended blackness. He's found a way to ingratiate himself and get in good with some non-black benefactors so far as he's concerned, he needs to ditch the dead weight, which is the black community. Now, when we tell the Democrats that they have to step up with tangibles, these bootlegs they send out here try to con us by telling us, but Democrats have already done all these things for the black community. You know who these Democratic shows sound like? They sound like the Republicans. Republicans are the first ones to tell us that America's done all these things for black people that the NBA counts as reparations and other racial insults and talking down to us. Democrats pretend to be different. When they send their show operatives among us, they do the exact same song and dance as the GOP, lying and saying that they've already done everything we wanted, that they're already producing things for us. This is why I keep telling you that anti-black racism is a bipartisan issue. Both of the major parties work against us. Both of the major parties are on the same page against us. The rhetoric, the talking points, the belligerent indignation they show when we press them for what we are owed. Kamala Harris saying, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm only going to do something that's going to benefit black people. No. Strong Thurman couldn't have said anything better than that. The two major parties' political differences completely evaporate when it comes to us. Both parties get combative, insulting, and they don't just wag their fingers at us. They start telling us what we better do, like Biden saying that black voters better start figuring out how to work with Hispanics because they outnumber us already. Now, they never told Hispanics at any point that they better start learning to work with the black community. They never tell Asians that, 
Asians are less numerous than black people, so are red Indians, or the Jewish community, or the LGBT community, or anyone else. Nobody ever has to figure out how to work with black people. We're always the ones who need to figure out how to curry favor with everyone else. Of course, you have the Democrats and their online operatives griping and whining about how dumb can the public be that they're turning their backs on Biden. Actually, the public is smartening up. They're starting to recognize some of them when they're being taken for a ride. A racist Republican who does nothing for you is no different and no better than a disrespectful Democrat who does nothing for you. But the Republican says he hates you, the Democrats say. Well, that's a distinction without a difference. As the old saying goes, the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is indifference. And that's what the Democrats have shown us. Indifference. Or should I say benign neglect? Democrats have taken care of their donors and taken care of themselves. But even if you look at the public in general, they're demanding that the cost of living, specifically housing, be addressed. Democrats have done nothing on that and aren't about to because so many Democrats are themselves bobbed up with these real estate companies. Their spouses, children, and siblings are certainly getting paid by the real estate industry. And then beyond that, a lot of Democrats are also mobbed up with groups like Blackstone, who are buying up entire neighborhoods and then declaring that these houses will now only be for rent and never for sale. What laws and policies are the Democrats putting on the books to reverse this and to take all of this real estate and make sure it goes to people who will actually use it? Not one of them are doing it. Not anywhere in America. Prices for Internet service are skyrocketing. And what are Democrats doing about that? Nothing. Perhaps that's because people like nigga Jim Clyburn's daughter, Megan Clyburn, was on the FCC. And then the second that she left, she went to work for the very same communications company she had allegedly been regulating when she was in the FCC. Black Americans are being robbed blind. But some of us are finally realizing that no matter the rhetoric Democrats express, the reality is when you look at who is mobbed up with all these companies, you see as many Democrats as Republicans. These same companies are destroying the black community financially. What are Democrats doing about that? Nothing, because they're getting paid off of it. Black people are starting to see that they've been conned across the board, politically, financially, and socially. Black people are starting to see the Democrats in action for what it is, complicity with big business, which means the Democrats are no different than the Republicans. So what are black people supposed to vote for? Donald Trump can't take away black people's future when Democrats helped the Republicans to sell it off decades ago. The public see the Democrats shrieking about GOP fascism as hysteria. Are members of the GOP trying to become tin horn autocrats? Sure they are. But Democrats aren't presenting an alternative. That's why they obsess over transgender bathrooms, because that has nothing to do with the big money interests who the Democrats sold out to. Cultural war issues are beneficial for the Democrats and the Republicans because none of those things affects the economic balance in this country, which is something both parties are devoted to maintaining. Well, the black grassroots are tired of arguing. This isn't a debate. We've told them what we require. They've told us no. Conversation's over then, because we're not gonna get off this issue and we're through kicking the can down the road, hoping some future democratic politician will finally make good on all these broken promises the Democrats have made. They keep trying to coerce or otherwise demoralize us into going back to kicking the can down the road. But the truth is, we've run out of the road. Now the bill is due, with interest. 
we're not going to negotiate how much is owed or when they can pay it. They've pulled every dirty, pathetic, racist trick they can to marginalize us, to try to make us irrelevant. That's not someone who wants your vote. That's someone who thought they could make us irrelevant and get what they wanted without us while they just sat back while we went extinct. But it didn't work. This isn't about rhetoric. It's about basic math. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Democrats have put nothing into the black community's hands. Hence, they will get nothing back. Good day and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Jason Anderson, Calvin Bridges, Morris Baden, Radia Bay, and Amir Miller. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you. You know, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, this woman got a lip infection from drinking from a dirty cup. Now, my question is, why would you drink from a dirty cup? You know, or why wouldn't you have washed the dirty cup before drinking from it? I don't know. Just seems stupid to me. So, a woman's horror lip infection after drinking from a dirty cup at TY Hotel from Hell. Mm-mm-mm. British woman says she was left in excruciating pain after dirty plastic glasses caused her lip infection at a TY holiday in a hotel from hell. Her name is Sandra Mason. She's 58 years old. All right, so if you're 58 years old, shouldn't you have sense enough to know not to drink from a filthy cup? Wow. Get out after hearing other couples describe their stay. And she was staying at a hotel in the Dominican Republic. Okay, and she said it was the hotel from hell. The tourists told how they saw couples getting it on and defecating in the pool, dodge vomit, and watch drugs being sold openly. Mm. So they also complained about green muddy mattresses at the hotel. Punta Cana, a police worker, Sandra, from Liverpool said her husband, Neil, 53, told Amira the hotel was so filthy she had to seek medical help for infected lips. Wow. You know, it's been a long time since I did any video on the Dominican uh, Republic. Before I was talking about all of the Americans that were going over there and dying while vacationing in the Dominican Republic, and that was a few years back. So I believe it was pre-pandemic when I did those stories. So, you know, so this is the first one that I've done in a few years. 
So they contacted the mirror after hearing reports that Brits had seen a dead woman's body hidden under a bloody soaked sheet. And they said this woman fell from a balcony. In another incident, two young men were allegedly found dead in a hotel room, believed to be linked to drugs. Sandra and Neil Mason flew out on July 13th and they were horrified by what they saw. Neil told how he had a, a warning from an English girl and she was telling them, you know, this was already another British person that was there. And she was trying to warn the couple that they had spiked her drink. Somebody spiked her drink. She saw a lad drop a pill in this girl's drink. I walked over and picked the drink up and tipped it out. Mm -hmm. Wow. I went to security and they just walked away. It was hideous. We complained about the hotel, but heard nothing back. It was full of Americans, 18 or 19 years old, getting hammered for three days and then going home. Wow. And so they're saying they don't give a crap about anybody. It was crazy with people going down corridors, banging on doors, and, you know, waking people up at 3 a.m. So I guess these folks were just randomly walking down and banging on doors. Wow. Sandra, who was taken on holiday by Neil to celebrate the end of a three-year cancer treatment, it was the worst holiday of my whole life. They called one of the pools Bano, which was in Spanish, toilet. Wow. If people were defecating in the pool, that's disgusting. Oh, that's nasty. It was a total and utter nightmare. So she said, you know, it was a disgrace. My husband was even offered... Uh, I guess they were soliciting her husband and offering to give him drugs when she got up to go to the bathroom. So another Brit, Alan Stevens, 50, he was there also. He said um, he was offered a 200-pound voucher and then counseling to compensate his 300-pound 17-day hotel stay. So he was staying at the same, I guess, hotel from hell with uh, this woman and her husband. He said, this was 100% the worst holiday I've ever been on. My wife and I have been traveling together for 21 years. We have never known anything like this. On our second day, someone was, they, they said, was getting it on in the pool in broad daylight. You should see the movements and the trunks down there, and they don't care. So they ran into another couple, and they said they saw bodily fluids in the swimming pool, including 
Um, I guess people were just getting out of the pool nude and leaving their bikinis and their speedos and everything in there. <laughs> Ooh, my question is, who picked this hotel out? Who picked this out? Wow. So she was saying the whole experience remind them of the purge, the horror film where the government gives a 12-hour amnesty on all crime, including murder. So, wow. They said it was like a free-for-all there at the hotel. Well, I sure hope they got their money back or at least attempted to get it back. I mean, if you put all of that on a credit card or even a, a bank card from whoever you do your banking with, you should be able to get your refund even if they would refuse. You should still be able to get that. I sure would get a refund. I wouldn't settle for this if I were them. But y'all, please tell me what you think. This is just disgusting. This is disgusting. But you know, you still got Americans and all kinds of people worldwide that travel and vacation in the Dominic, um, Dominican Republic. And wow, I guess if you don't really research these hotels or try to find people that stayed there to see what their review is, then you get there and you're pretty much screwed like these folks are. Mm -hmm. Y'all, please tell me what you think about this video. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell, and I'll see you on the next video. But, and I strongly advise you not to drink from dirty cups. Even if someone gave you one, you know, the bottom line, if you saw the cup was filthy, you didn't have to drink from it. No matter what was in the cup, you did not have to drink from it. Peace, family. Good evening, Black family. Hayes and the fur babies are here. We didn't get to mow the yard like I wanted to because uh, off and on rain showers. Wasn't feeling too well anyway, but I was going to make it. Do it, do. If it was warm out, it was kind of chilly out there, too. Just came back. I had to go to the bank for my auntie. And I saw that uh, they had this musical church revival that they had in this, in this field. Not far away from the house. Juanita always used to joke, said, they're coming back. They're seeing it. 
pop up at the same place for the last four or five years. They'd be out there playing music and cooking barbecue and having a good old time. Black, of course. Because, you know, white people don't really know how to cook no barbecue. It's a myth. Got some pretty good smoke. I'm gonna roll up. Just let the dogs in for they get to go out. Go out one more time. can't sell these grinders. This, this grinder is the shit. No more messing around with some scissors and shit. This chops it up, boy. And I guess because other people got the same grinder cheaper. But they're probably buying them in larger volume that I can get you for. I remember my baby said don't take no loss. So that's why I haven't really lowered the price like where everybody else is. I'm hoping people, you know, just come and buy from me just because I provide a superior product at a fair price. And they play that uh, cutthroat real tough over there on eBay. Everybody talking about the Royal Rumble on the riverboat. Where it, uh, Lisa said slaves used to be sold at that dock. So that leads me to believe uh, the ancestors sent the power of Ogun to help out. And their brothers. Got a black aqua man. He swam across the water to help the brother. And that's what I like to see. On code togetherness. Moving as one unit. Never leaving one alone. And yeah, the white people got welcome to the terror dome. <laughs> Damn, mosquito bit me on my elbow, man. I can't stand them motherfuckers, man. They're like too damn stealthy and shit. You don't even feel them. They ain't going by your face. You don't hear them. They just land on you. You know, I was in the store waiting in line. That motherfucker just bit me. It ain't even nighttime, man. Guess that store got some standing water somewhere in it or something. That motherfucker stung the hell out of me, man. Now it's starting to itch. Just drop some food over. Eat the kids. 
but he copacetic over there. Still uh, salty that Jayla did that shit with my wife's remains. I've yet see the urn, but uh, I ain't even going there. Fuck that fat bitch. She can keep the ashes, like I said. I'll be keeping it. What's due to come? <clears throat> I know she wasn't expecting me that. But you know what they say. When you fuck with the bull, you always get the horns. And I haven't been an asshole to that girl. I don't know why she uh wanna get act bitch up with me. Well, I ain't her daddy, I'll cuss her fat ass out. Yeah, play me wrong, man. What can you do? She beat me down there. I didn't even know we were racing. Didn't even know that was the type of shit she was on. Bullshitting. Playing games and shit. That's why ain't nobody ever gonna marry her fat ass. saying that they noticed the change in adding content to both of these channels and they understood why and I wrote back to him I said you know if I have to choose my time between running this store that Juanita helped me build and doing these recordings, the store is going to have to come out on top every time because it's making me money. Where are these rants here? I don't even have one single paying subscriber. Not that I'm asking for any. But I'm pretty sure this thing has a donate thing on there. I don't any donations on these for the past two and a half years that Juanita and I have run this. The money that we have made was off of uh, red ads that we're given the opportunity to read from, from a script and every time that that ad is rotated then we get paid. We never cashed out on any of that. It's not really about money here. You know, it's just uh, foundational black content. You know, I'm not a tether. I know where both of my grandparents came from.
still still riding the reparation wave, even though a lot of people say we ain't gonna get it. Well, we trying anyway. It ain't gonna hurt to demand these motherfuckers. They demanded our ancestors. They demanded so much from them. And you would think that this money is coming out of these pink motherfuckers' pocket, out of their own bank account. Until I can prove otherwise, most white people are anti-black racists. And I don't feel sorry for them that they have low birth rates, never to regain in the positive ever again. Hell, they can go the way of the dodo bird. I don't give a flying figure of a fuck. <clears throat> See, we can't go nowhere without these motherfuckers following us or tearing up our shit. Brother Phil says he went over to Africa and the whole plane full was white people going over to Africa. They can't keep their lily white ass up out of there for some reason. But I like Julius Malima's uh, little chant about killing boars. I co-sign that all day. Fuck boy Mandela and shit. Let these motherfuckers stay. This weak ass. And the ANC ain't nothing but America's fuckboy. Or Russia is trying to win them over, I guess. Oh, wow, I forgot it in here. Think you can take my insulin. I forgot to. Got to do a lot of shit. Damn. Sitting up here, printing out mailing slips for these orders that came in. I totally forgot. No wonder I got a headache. I ain't take my blood pressure pill. Well, I'm gonna get enough of that. Easier the hard way. See, I didn't have this problem forgetting about taking my meds when my baby was here. She was, she was definitely on it. Let's see. Kind of blunt we going to roll today. No, a little bit. I'm rolling up a blunt, so you might have to stand down there. Why are you beating up the trash can with your tail? Hmm? I'm not picking you up right now. Little jumpy thing, you. What? Oh, no. Now you got the other one up. Go sit down. Go sit down, sweetheart. No. No. It's your little propeller tail ass. Funny as hell, you know that? Both of y'all crazy. 
Yeah, I've said it both y'all crazy. Put some of this biofreeze on my arm. Um, no, I didn't lift nothing heavy. My damn rotator cup is sore. So, put on this glove because I don't like, I don't like how that shit, you know, it stays on your skin. Um, I want it to stay on my skin. And I'm about to. Oh, it's blunt. Uh, yeah. Nice layer on there. This biofreeze is the truth, boy. I don't know how they make that shit, but whatever they do. Glad I got turned on to that. Alright. Back it goes up here. And I get to get this white peach blunt up. That's some old white guy in the old uh his uh Kind of like the veal four-door. Look like one of those old Guido Mafia-looking type. Playing, I don't know who sings that. A big spender. Like big Broadway tune. Yeah, he's blasting that. <laughs> I was like, only in a suburbia. See some crazy shit like that. He was proud, too. Probably installed the the eight track tape deck himself. <laughs> uh, for you youngsters, if you don't know what an eight track, go ahead and Google that. I know that one went over a lot of people head. Say eight track. It's like a four track, four by four. No, motherfucker. Watching football ain't gonna be the same. Cause I ain't gonna have a house full of motherfuckers. Cause that's not how Juanita and I watched. It was just us. great to have somebody of the opposite sex to know how a football game supposed to run. wasn't enough. It wasn't enough at all. I ain't never getting married again, so 
It won't be no three times a charm type of bullshit, cause I can't do no better than what I got. And technically, we're still married. We didn't have no divorce, we were happily married. So. I know she's walking around in here somewhere. After she go and check on the babies and the grandbabies. She'll come by here checking on me. Brother Lasmore says that I have a soothing voice and I just talk what's on my mind or current events or whatever's deeply on my mind, you know. I don't be fucking around in these streets. That's why I need to love me. I wasn't one of them street niggas. Do my legal grind to earn a legal dollar. I don't steal from nobody. I ain't no stick up kid. She took the eBay store to a, a great astronomical height before the pandemic, and it's coming back to that, but. I fear without her, her ideas and shit. Because I, I feel stuck on stupid a lot. Because I'm stroke stupid. You know? Some of the things that I know, I know, I should know, I, I can't recall. The doctor says, you may gain that back, you may not. So, it is what it is. I haven't even looked at her. Crypto account. I'm still having a problem going on her side of the room. It just starts to hurt when I go over there. I mean, it hurts just walking in the house without her, but going on her side of the room, it, it fucks me up. I 
I don't expect none of you. <laughs> Young people to know what I'm talking about. I mean, she was my camera woman flying the drone. I could just focus on the telemetry of the drone and she do all the camera shots and everything and I mean ain't gonna trust somebody else with a, a, a couple thousand dollar piece of equipment. She knew how hard it was for me to obtain that shit. Miss my baby saying that she represents me. It's a hell of a woman right there. So, on this segment of uh, my channels, you made it this far, then you've already listened to the prepper and Lisa Cabrera. I'm not going to be here much longer. I just decided to do a rant in the black because that email was wondering how I was doing. And that they noticed the drastic slowdown of added content that I've been lacking the past three weeks. My baby didn't even make it to 50 years old. She was a week out from her birthday. a lot of things we still had to do. It's a lot of places she still wanted to go. And I just talked her into let's go over there and visit not, not to live go and visit Africa. I ain't going no goddamn where now. getting darker earlier in a minute winter will be here it means I gotta be three times as careful walking Snowblower this time. 
before it even gets cold. <laughs> Instead of having to jam when I got two feet of snow outside. Hopefully somebody will buy that Cadillac by then. I can move the cars around a little more. Dion asked if we we're going to cut the grass tomorrow. Because it's been so wet, I told him let it uh let it dry out for a couple of days. Wednesday we'll go ahead and knock that shit out. I love that boy. And I'll help him any way I I know how. Him, Brianna, and Unique. But the rest of them, fuck them. Fuck them two times. Two times for your mind. Mm -hmm. Get up off of that thing. Yeah, the weed is hitting me. I'm feeling kind of righteous. Go in this stream. Added to the Prepper and Lisa Cabrera's uh, stream. So this is uh, be about an hour. All three segments, the two commercial breaks uh, put in there. Well, if you do feel the need to want to be a subscriber or donate, just another independent black news media maneuver. I don't know if I'll ever be able to make the content how Nini and I wanted to do. Because that's a two-person thing, you know. I'm still waiting for it to come to me in my dream, like Dr. Grant asked me to watch out for her and to let him know as soon as she does. Well, black family, I'll go ahead and end this one. You know, keep your head on a swivel. Watch over our elderly and our babies. Black family. Be safe out there. <laughs>